Aren't you tired of giving back profits to the market? You need a trading process that provides you with a leading market condition analysis so you can recognize the tops and the bottoms in your portfolio. Technotrader has been helping traders achieve their profit targets for more than 24 years with a complete trading methodology that you won't find anywhere else. Check out the new online trading courses at technotrader.courses. Good morning, everyone. Today we're going to talk about CEOs and stock values. Why a CEO is so important to a company and its stock. Everyone knows that CEOs are paid huge sums of money, millions of dollars, and a lot of people wonder why CEOs get so much money. How come they get paid so much? The average worker for that company doesn't make that kind of money. Why is it so important? Why do CEOs matter so much? Why do the board of directors choose certain CEOs over others? And what's the difference between a great CEO and a bad CEO? And how do the board of directors control them? And what do the shareholders do if they don't like the CEO? And how can they handle the board? There are many questions about CEOs and what goes on in a corporation and what it means for the stock value. And this is very important, whether you're an investor or a short-term trader, options player, whatever, understanding how the CEO can make or break a company really, truly matters and that you really need to understand this. The problem is, is that CEOs that can run a huge corporation are few and far between. You have to have plenty of experience. It's not something that a very young person can generally do successfully because you really need to understand the dynamics of a very large corporation and the complexities of a large corporation. A small company is very basic and is completely different than a very, very large corporation or international conglomerate. They're completely different and they need to be managed and run differently than you might think. A small company needs to turn on a dime. It needs to be able to respond quickly to changes in its market and in the environment and business conditions. It needs to be very flexible. It needs a CEO that has the ability to have a great vision and be able to see the future and, and be able to adapt to the changing of technology and embrace new technology and jump on it when they see the opportunities. Young company needs a completely different type of CEO than an older bellwether that's been around for a while. The giant corporations need a CEO with enormous amounts of experience, someone who's come up the ranks over the years and has done a lot of different jobs in that type of company. It is always best if the CEO has plenty of years of experience in what the company's products or services are. If they're brand new, they may flounder. A CEO needs to have vision. Someone who is able to see the future and grab onto technology, but not grab onto just any old technology, the technology that's going to move their corporation forward. There's a lot to be said about experience. We see this all the time in the financial markets in particular. Inexperienced people in the financial market make plenty of mistakes. They also make plenty of mistakes in any kind of corporation, regardless of whether they produce cars and trucks or if they have cloud computing or if they produce computers or if they manufacture metals or mine or do steel, whatever. There's all some basic principles there. Because CEOs aren't born every day and only a few people are fully capable of leading, CEOs generally are paid very high dollars. It's a matter of supply and demand. 
there's a huge demand for high-level powerhouse CEOs who can motivate, stimulate, innovate, create, and be a true reinventor of their company all the time. The super greats are extraordinarily rare, but there are some greats out there. So because there are so few people who are capable of stepping into the shoes of being a great CEO, great CEOs earn a lot of money. It's a matter of supply and demand. With 500 Fortune 500 companies all needing a fantastic CEO and at any one time maybe 50 or 60 of them wanting to replace their CEO, which is about 10%, not that much, there is an enormous demand for CEOs, but they're few and far between. These people don't get days off. They don't get evenings off. They don't work 40 hours a week. They can put in 90 or 120 hours a week. They're always on the job. No matter where they're going, no matter what they're doing, they're on the job. So their work hours and their work ethic are completely different than someone who comes to work, works 9 to 5, and then goes home and has the weekends off, gets a vacation, and so on and so forth. Yes, the CEOs have perks, but if you were working 120 hours a week and never got a day off, you would want perks too. So you have to put it in perspective. These people also have huge risk. They can be fired at will by the board of directors. And so they have tremendous amount of pressure on them every single day. CEOs do impact the stock value significantly. A fantastic CEO with vision can make that company grow and everyone will want to own that stock. CEOs need to have a vision. They need to have a strong business plan, and they need to be extraordinarily focused. There's a lot of things to distract CEOs. There's a lot of things that can go on that can move them from where they need to be. First of all, a business needs to know its direction and its purpose and where it's going to go. Even if it's a giant conglomerate with many, many different divisions, if you buy other companies or merge other companies that are not really going to do you any good, that's just wasting the company's resources, time, officers' attention, money, and this whole thing. So CEOs oftentimes will make big mistakes when they want to merge or acquire, and it's very, very important that they understand what they're doing and know what they're doing, and it's surprisingly a lot harder than you think it is. And you're managing anywhere from a few thousand to 50,000 employees worldwide. And every single one of those has to believe in you as a CEO, has to believe that you can run the company and be inspired by their CEO's rhetoric and their vision and what they want to do. The financial services industry loves nothing more than a comeback stock, a company that comes back from looking like it's going to be weak and never do anything to being a very strong, viable company. They will buy that stock, and that stock price will just move up. But it's not enough to be a, just a pretty face and just to talk a lot. You also have to do. You have to create an environment where every one of the employees feels motivated and excited and wants to come to work and really loves their job. And with thousands and thousands of employees, that is very hard to do. You have to have a vision that focuses the company and all of its energies in the direction you want to take it. And you have to have tight reins on every manager and vice president and everyone else in the company, every division, so that you can manage and control it. It's not a small task. Again, that's why they're paid so much money. 
Very few people want this kind of stress and demand. And this is very, very important to remember when you're criticizing companies for paying their CEO so much money. The CEO, if they're absolutely fantastic, pays for themselves many, many times over because they're doing the job of 10 or 15 people. They're amazing people with incredible talent and the ability to really see the future and steer a huge, colossal company towards success. It is very, very hard to do. So when you're looking at a company to buy it, whether for short-term trading as a position trade, position trading is where you hold it for a few weeks to a few months, but you don't hold it for more than a year. Intermediate term trading is six months to a year, but no more than a year. And then long-term is holding it more than a year. But you can position trade and make good extra monthly income, but one of the things you would really want to check would be the CEO. What's their success rate? What have they done before? Are they really motivating the company and its employees? The employees make the company. They make it. And so if the employees don't believe in that CEO, they're not going to come to work excited. They're not going to put their best effort into things. And things are just going to lollygag around and nothing's going to happen. It also needs to be very strongly organized and very structured. A small business is going to be more random. It's not going to be as tightly structured. It's going to have more creativity in it. And there's going to be more room for a lot of people to do a lot of variables. But in a large corporation, the larger it gets, the more structure it has to have and the slower things occur. Because it is a gigantic ship, instead of a little one-man sail ship, like a small business, if you look at them as far as ships, or let's look at them as airplanes. You could have a little Cessna, or you could have a huge jetliner, a cargo carrier, or a passenger carrier. That's the difference. And one can move on a dime and be very, very adaptable to the conditions of the weather, business cycles, and things like that. The other one takes a long time to turn or move. So whether you like ships or boats or whether you like airplanes or whatever, you can use that comparison and that analogy to imagine in your mind the variance between a small company, a privately held company, and a giant colossal corporation. Well, since corporations move so slowly and it takes a lot to return it and move it in a new direction, takes an enormous amount of effort from the CEO, the officers, the managers, senior managers, junior managers, and so on and so forth down the ranks, the CEO must have a future visionary type of mindset. They must always be looking way beyond the horizon, way into the future, five years, ten years. They must be on the cutting edge of new technology and totally aware that the new technology is coming to market. So you can understand that there's a lot of things that are going on that you may not understand, and it all boils back to the CEO and their ability to see the future and see what's going to work and see what's not going to work. As a long-term investor or position trader, you too need to be aware of new technologies. I'm constantly trying to show my students, here's a new technology that's going to take off. Here's something that you need to pay attention to. So not only does the CEO need to have huge ability to see into the future and to anticipate and plan and always looking for that new opportunity, that new technology, you as investors also need to be aware of those new technologies, new opportunities, because both large and small companies and new IPOs create the bull markets when new technology is coming to market. Two things make for a strong, long-term, great bull market. An influx of new money and new technology. 
All the CEOs right now are combating each other, trying to push themselves forward to become the best company and to lead their market niche. There are new IPOs coming to market that will provide lots of opportunities, so don't chase stocks that are in high-risk situations where you could lose your money or lose a lot of your money because they're overvalued or overpriced and they need to correct. Corrections are necessary to maintain the long-term trend, and these are normal. These aren't evil things. This is just what happens. Companies grow and boom, and then they have a step back, so stock steps back. So the business cycle and the stock cycle are very much tied together. A company with a great CEO has huge potential and opportunities. There's just a few things that you need to learn about the stock market, and you can do incredibly well. You need to understand what matters and what doesn't matter. Listening to the retail news, watching TV news, listening to gurus and recommended stocks is a bad idea. You should be learning to read stock charts and understanding the mechanisms that make a stock move up. And these are things that I teach. It's a myth that you can't learn this. It's a myth that it's too hard. It's a myth that it takes too much time. It's a myth that it takes too much money. The people who want your money, who will promise to invest it for you and then keep it safe, are making money off of you. Wouldn't it be better to invest and learn yourself? Even if you want to use a financial planner, you need to guide them. You need to understand what you're investing in. You need to be able to communicate smartly with them and understand what you're investing in, and not just hand over your hard-earned money and hope that this person is as nice as they look and will take care of your money. They're in it to make money for themselves. And yes, they will do a good job for you most of the time, but will they do an exceptional job? You can do an exceptional job and really gain financial security. And let me tell you, there is nothing like financial security. It changes everything. How you deal with life, how you cope with problems, your work, your career, your family, your spouse, your kids. When you have financial security, when you know no matter what happens, you will be able to handle that problem, that challenge, that risk, whatever. It changes your whole perspective. You're not frantic or desperate. You're not gambling anymore. You're not throwing it all out there, hoping that something will happen. You're calm and you can make better decisions. People don't make bad decisions deliberately. They make decisions based on the information that they have at hand. And most of the time, retail investors don't have the right information. And they don't even know it. You're making decisions based on misinformation. The Internet is not a safe place to get information. It is full of speculative hype and baloney. So go someplace where you can get good information. Gurus are not out there to help you invest and make money. They're out there to make money for themselves. And every time they tell you they've bought a stock or recommend it, they are already in it and they make money because you buy it. This is okay if you want to deal with it that way, but don't fool yourself into thinking that whoever you are that you're following really cares about you. They don't know you and they don't care. You have to take care of your money. No one will take better care of your money than you. I'm Martha Stokes. Until next week, trade and invest wisely. There's so much emotionally charged hype out there designed to sell newspapers and advertising rather than inform investors and traders. Want entertainment? Buy a newspaper or a magazine or turn on the news. Want investment and trading concepts explained? Look to Technotrader. Technotrader is the gold standard in trading and investing education taught by experienced and accredited professionals. Don't learn to trade from fad-chasing day traders. 
And certainly don't think you can grow your portfolio by attending a weekend seminar or watching a free video online. Success in the financial markets is attainable, but like any high-paying profession, it requires the proper education to achieve consistent success. Join those happy few who have taken their investing and trading seriously. Call 888-846-5577 or visit technotrader.com.